Mindfulness Mode. Welcome to Mindfulness Mode. This is Bruce Langford. I'm so happy to be here to share another episode with you. Two days ago, I had a great conversation with one of my Mindful Tribe listeners, Satora. And so today, because I'm doing a solo episode, I thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to ask Satora. I'm going to ask her what topic would be great for today's show. And she said, consistency and mindfulness. She said, you know, you've talked a lot about different aspects of mindfulness, but I've never heard this specific topic. And she had told me that she listened to the last uh, episode a week ago when I talked about nine ways to bring mindfulness into your life. Anyway, Satora was 18 years old and she set out for the United States. I don't know much about the journey or how challenging it was, but I know that she was venturing out alone, not with a family or anything. I don't know her home country. I know it's overseas. Anyway, now she's lived in the U.S. for around three years. She had a good job, but lost it when the pandemic hit. And now with a new job, Satora is definitely one of those people with determination, courage, resilience. I mean, I'm very impressed with with Satora. And Satora has been listening to Mindfulness Mode for a while now and says... Wow, it's been so helpful. Mindfulness is helping in her life. And I'm pleased to devote today's show to this important question by Satora. And the question, like I said, is mindfulness and consistency. So how can we use consistency when it comes to mindfulness? And as soon as I thought of this, you know, I thought about it for a few minutes. I meditated on consistency and mindfulness and five points popped into my head about consistency and mindfulness. So Satora, here goes. Number one, make habit your friend. Now I've talked about habit before, but I'm going to talk about habit uh, specifically in reference to consistency, because if you look at habit as a gift, if you look at habit as a tool in your toolbox that can help you with mindfulness specifically, then, you know, you will win with this because uh, all you need to do is decide what mindfulness activities you want to implement into your life, make a list and write down your thoughts about what you want to achieve. And if you don't want to write them down, you can just record them. Hit record on your phone and and have a little chat about this topic. And then play it back and maybe chat a little more, maybe dialogue a little more on a journal. But uh, the next aspect is promise yourself to do the chosen mindfulness activity that you decide on for 100 days. And go to Google and search 100 days from today's date. And that will tell you your final destination date. I think that's a a tool that's really kind of cool. It'll tell you exactly what date you will have arrived at. And if you miss a day and you you forget or for some reason you just don't do that mindfulness activity, promise yourself you're going to start again. And this will help you to make sure that you take this seriously. 
So make sure you do it for 100 days. And when you arrive there at 100 days after having done this mindfulness activity consistently for 100 days, you may very well be like me. You may very well decide, geez, I just want to continue this activity. Because I've done this with a number of different things in my life and then have decided to continue the idea. But if you don't, that's fine too. You'll feel amazing that you nailed the consistency of this, uh, this practice. Now, I've mentioned the book, The Power of Habit, before. And The Power of Habit is by Charles Duhigg. And I read the whole book cover to cover and absolutely enjoyed it. It's a terrific book about habit, and I highly recommend it. It's an easy read, lots of interesting stories, and there's scientific evidence about how we know habit works in the brain and how you know it can help us. It can be a positive tool to help us move forward, and it will cause you to look at habit in a new and different way. So number two... Number one was make habit your friend. And number two is think it through. So you've journaled or you've recorded your thoughts. Now take some of your key ideas and meditate on them. Narrow those ideas down to a few sentences and record them on your phone. And and then just meditate with that recording going. And you can loop it if you want to. But just listen to that recording and treat it as a guided meditation. Narrow the ideas down, like I said, to a few sentences. And this can be in the form of a traditional guided meditation. And you can just meditate the way you always do. Or if you're new to meditation, just sit in a straight back chair is my recommendation. And make sure that you're sitting with your spine straight and that you're aware of your breathing. And I like to close my eyes, but it's not absolutely uh, totally important. You know, you, you might choose not to. Uh, some people aren't comfortable with that. But I like to close my eyes and just focus on my breathing. And then if you have that guided meditation playing and it's your own voice, it will mean even more to you. So the other alternative is use it as a walking or a running meditation. Go out into nature. Go wherever, you know, you've got a spot available and just spend time. And so if it's walking or running and you're playing this over and over in a loop, then your subconscious mind will process your thoughts. And you need to listen for resulting feedback. And in other words, what comes to mind during and following these meditation sessions and if you're just noticing, sort of quietly noticing, you might experience quite a revelation. Now, put your plans to paper and be definite about what you decide to do. Maybe you've concluded that you'll, you'll run for 30 minutes outside every day for 100 days. Maybe that's your mindfulness activity. Maybe you will listen to your self-bullying thoughts and snap an elastic band on your wrist every time you notice one of those, those negative thoughts. Maybe you'll notice every time you judge someone or you are critical, even, even in your thoughts of another person. Switch that criticism into a thought of something like, I shine light and love on everyone and everything with compassion. So just flip it over. And just think about, hey, what would my life be like if every time I 
saw another person or even just began to think a negative thought about something, I switched it over and I just simply thought, I shine light and love on everyone and everything with compassion. I find that very rewarding to just think about that thought. Now, I'm going to uh, just mention here that uh, speaking of thinking it through, which we've been talking about, do you feel like there's some demon holding you back? Do you feel like some part of you is evil or some part of you is just, you know, plain bad? A lot of us have inner thoughts that are preventing us from being the person we want to be. We know we want to set goals and accomplish certain things, but for some unknown reason, we can't seem to make it happen. That's where I come in. I've worked full-time in bullying prevention and worked specifically in mindfulness. The bullying prevention started way back a long time ago in 2003, and then I've worked specifically in mindfulness for, well, at least eight years. The the transition was was kind of gradual at, at first, but I've coached people through these challenges. I'm a certified trained hypnotist, and I use hypnotism to help you beat your inner bully, to help you quickly abolish these negative thoughts from your conscious and subconscious mind. Now, I am very busy with clients, but I'd like to add one more to my client list. And if you email me before Friday midnight, March 19th, that's this coming Friday, March 19th, 2021, I will jump onto a no-obligation call with you to talk about your story and your needs and how I can help you. And as a thank you for reaching out to me and listening to this podcast, I will create a personal guided meditation just for you for free. So email me, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and put I believe in me in the subject line. So just to repeat, email me bruce at mindfulnessmode.com with I believe in me in the subject line. I can't wait to hear from you. Now, back to the show. So we've already gone over number one and number two. Number one was make habit your friend. Number two is think it through. And number three, believe in honesty. Keep your promises to yourself. Now, we usually think of honesty as being truthful to other people, like our family or others at work. We think of honesty as, you know, hey, I, I, I just want to make sure I'm completely upfront and honest and I don't tell a lie to anyone. But actually, true honesty starts with yourself. Of course, it's important to be honest to other people, but I believe that true honesty starts with yourself. So notice when you are being honest with yourself and when you're not. Noticing is the first step. And once you do that, you'll be able to make a change as to how judgmental you're being with other people and things. Being judgmental is a part of negativity. And a lot of times we don't even realize we're doing it. Now, I believe that uh, a big part of mindfulness is being aware of our thoughts, being aware of whether we're being judgmental of other people and other things, and then you can do something about it. So number four, reward yourself. Know what mindfulness activity feeds your soul the most and give yourself the pleasure of treating yourself for keeping your mindfulness activities consistent. 
For instance, maybe you just love taking long walks on the beach and, and watching the water. Give yourself the gift of just dropping everything and going for a relaxing, fulfilling walk on the beach. Just allow yourself to listen to the sounds of the birds, the breeze, the water. Allow your body and mind to drink in the mindful pleasure of this activity without listening to recordings or feeling like you have to accomplish something at the same time. Just reward yourself by doing something that you truly, truly love to do. So number five, intentionally enjoy your mind break. So if you are consistently doing a mindful activity every day, you'll get to the point where it won't be a struggle or a challenge to just go ahead and do that activity. So make a mental note of how good it feels in your body and mind to not struggle with the decision. You just, you just automatically do that thing. You are actually being rewarded for having made the decision to be consistent. Life becomes easier. You have control over this aspect of your life. Whatever it is, you have the control that you are doing this mindful thing in your life. And taking control of what you can control in your life is very, very freeing. Now, as humans, we often become anxious over what we can't control, and we forget to notice the things we are able to control at a given moment in time. We start dwelling on, on those things that, oh my gosh, I can't control this. You know, this happened or that happened, and I don't know how to deal with it. And you start focusing on these things you can't control, but put more focus on the things that you can control. So those are the five points I wanted to make about consistency and mindfulness. Number one, make habit your friend. Number two, think it through. Number three, believe in honesty. Number four, reward yourself. And number five, intentionally enjoy your mind break. So I thought it would be interesting to have a different perspective on consistency. So I talked to my son about this. Ben has has edited probably 200 episodes of my podcast. So he's well-versed on mindfulness, and he's a university student living with us now, of course, doing doing university online, which has to be the way with the pandemic. But I asked him, I said, tell me about what pops into your mind when I say consistency and mindfulness. And he gave me some some thoughts on this, and he said, you know, I feel like I'm a fairly naturally consistent person. And he said that when he went to university, he had to make a point of remembering to do certain things that were supposed to be consistent in his life, like he had to try to remember to eat meals. And sometimes he would forget. And But he said, the thing that I, I think is more important for me is adaptability. He said, I have to consciously Think of how can I use mindfulness to be more adaptable to my environment. And I am paraphrasing there, but he talked about adaptability and how that's something that for him is, is a little bit more of a challenge. So he is always looking to be a mindful person and to practice mindfulness, but to be that person who is able to be adaptable and not have trouble with it, not struggle with it. So I also also talked to my wife, Darlene, and she's an ICU nurse, a critical care nurse. And so she talked about 
uh, consistency. And she said, you know, I really value consistency in my fellow nurses, my fellow workers at work, because it's much easier to work with another person if they are truly consistent and you start to know what to expect. And it's much, much easier. And she said, for myself, she said, I think I'm fairly consistent person. But as a night shift worker, she said, you know, sometimes others would see that as inconsistency because, you know, sometimes she has breakfast after she wakes up at five o'clock in the afternoon or, you know, certain things in her life that would make it appear that she's inconsistent. But she said, actually, she doesn't find that she struggles with consistency particularly, but she doesn't worry about it. She doesn't worry about being consistent necessarily. She just listens to she listens to her body. She listens to what she needs. And, and I know that one thing that is very important for a night shift worker is sleep. And I've always noticed that Darlene is very consistent with the importance of sleep. Like the idea that, look, sleep is important. Sleep, sleep has to come ahead of certain other things in life. And if you are working all night for 12 hours and then you're driving home, well, you have to be consistent in that you have to be very aware that you're alert and awake. And then when you come home, you know, you want to be consistent in that, you know, she she spends a little bit of time before she goes to sleep, but then she's pretty consistent. You know, she she tucks into bed and our, our beautiful silver cat, her name is Silver, and she's silvery gray. She comes and she wants to spend time on the bed with her. And this is all part of a consistent routine. So Darlene has consistency nailed in my opinion. And uh, so just some thoughts on consistency. I think consistency can be a, a beautiful gift. It can really help you to feel at ease in your life. It can give you it can give you a sense of being grounded. It can give you a sense that you are have some kind of control when maybe with inconsistency, you wouldn't feel like you had that control. So I think feeling like you have a certain amount of control is very, very important. And with this pandemic, of course, a lot of us felt like we did not have control because, you know, there were certain things that we simply did not have control of. And that's certainly the case around where I live here in Canada. You know, we've been on a lockdown for a long time and it's starting to ease up now. But it's important, very important to look at what you can control. So thanks so much for listening to the episode. And I look forward to, to having you listen again. So take care. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening, for subscribing, for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts, and thanks to Erica Flint's Cascade Hypnosis Center for being our valued sponsor. Hey, Erica, we really appreciate you, and Erica is a terrific teacher of hypnosis, and I know that because I am a graduate of her program. Now, if you're a healer or a coach or a counselor or someone who just loves helping people, Consider the powerful results that can be achieved with hypnosis. You can become a hypnotist, just like I did. Contact the team over at CascadeHypnosisCenter.com. 
And if you'd like to work with me and break through some of those mind blocks, maybe lose weight, maybe quit smoking, maybe it's something else, I would be so thrilled to work with you. Don't put it off. Do it right now. Send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. That's bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. And we will get you on track and we will help you to move toward the goals that you've always wanted to achieve. So now take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.